Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody and welcome to Natribute. Welcome to Natribute. Natribute, if you don't know, perhaps someone put this on against your will and you're wondering what this is. This is a beauty podcast where we talk about beauty, what makes you feel beautiful, what you use in order to achieve that self-care, skin care, beauty, makeup, things like that. We talk about all facets of that and I am your guide and your host, Jackie J. Otherwise known as the beauty talk shock jock, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, the freshest fringe that's grown out on the west coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt, welcome to Natch Butte. This is an exciting episode of Natch Butte. It has become an annual tradition and this is round three, this is the third annual visit of one of my favorite guests I've ever had. Every year they've been here. It's been a favorite episode. It's been a top five app, and that's saying a lot because I have 200 episodes of this show. They are a delight, and I'm going to be honest. I don't even have any notes written. I said, I'm going to go off the cuff, baby. I'm going to go off the cuff. I'm not even going to write an intro. It's going to come from the heart. Normally, I have a paper here. I have a little document where I, I talk about the guest, and uh, it's gone. It's out because they've been on the show multiple times in the past, and I'm going to just talk from my mind, my heart, My guests today are two women that work in beauty, and they are brand owners, and they are also chemists. And because of their expertise in formulating products, one day they said, I want to do this better than other people are doing it. 
And with my expertise, I am going to create my own product line. And I'm going to be honest about what's in it. I'm going to tell everybody what percentage of ingredient. I'm going to tell everybody why this ingredient is in there, what purpose it serves. Not only that, but they run an Instagram account that is big and cool and fun. They're always telling us, hey, what's this ingredient? Hey, how this product's on the market. Let's break down what's in it. They are just true experts of the craft. And... They're here to answer our questions today. There are two women slaying the game. We love an independent woman-owned business. Please welcome the two women behind Chemist Confessions. Yes, honey. Victoria Fu and Gloria Lou. Welcome back to Nashville. Woo! Thanks for having if us If I can again. get that intro every morning, I think it might be better than coffee. You know what? That is very possible. All you have to do is hit play on Nashville. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. And you're not far from me. I could run down your street with some kind of megaphone situation. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. What was that movie with the with the boombox? Oh. Say anything, right? Y'all yeah. are too young. Yeah, say anything. And I'm honestly too young. I don't I think I might not have been born yet when that movie came out, or I was a baby. So That's not ten things I hate about you, is it? No. Oh, okay. That's newer. I've seen that. Say anything. It's with John Cusack. Oh, remember? Oh, that, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It came out in '89. Yeah, came out in '89. I was born. I was a baby. Yeah. And Aoni Sky is the actress, and she is an icon of the '80s. She's like the most beautiful woman in the '80s. And he comes up to her door, and he has that big boombox, and he plays "In Your Eyes," "In Your Eyes," "Your Eyes." Guess what? We just found the opening song to this episode. <laughs> See what I mean? See what I mean? Excellent. I love it. <laughs> I can do something about your eye cream or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, welcome both of you to Nashville. Thank you for joining me via Zoom. Normally, we are in my studio together. We've had lovely memories in there. I know. Do you remember that first time y'all were so excited because you had never been on a podcast before? And now look oh, at yeah. those you have your own show. Yeah, yes. we we were taking selfies, looking like such tourists. Like, holy crap, this is a real studio. I mean, that studio is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's real nice. Yeah. I'm gonna miss it actually because I left that network, and their studio oh. is fantastic. But you know what? Someday I'll have another b- one that'll be great, and y'all oh, can yeah. come in there. And I'm assuming it's gonna be all pink. Oh, honey, pink <laughs> glitter. We're gonna have matcha tea flowing. Whatever. <laughs> Excellent. (laughs) Now, because you both have been on Nashville before, you have both answered the intro questions multiple Mm -hmm. times. But just so everybody can get on the same page with you, I know there's lots of uh, honeys out there, and I know both of you have different skin types. So, Victoria, why don't we start with you? Tell us what type of skin you have, and then, Gloria, please tell us what type of skin do you have. And then I've written some new questions for y'all, new intro Mm -hmm. questions. Got it. All right. My skin type is oily, combo, acneic. Used to have cystic acne all the way up until I started working, basically. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Get pretty oily by like 4-ish, 4 p.m. It looks so clear right now, so that is... Having a, a, a real, good day. Yeah, it looks Just for, It's because we're talking to you, Jackie. Your yes. skin's like, gotta be ready. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a good point. Yeah. 
Laura, how about you? I'm dry, 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 which means I was blessed with pretty much zero acne in my teenage years, and then blessed with wrinkles by the time I was in my early twenties. I think that's kind of how I got interested in skincare in the first place because I didn't have acne, which I think is a, a intro, a lot of people's intro to skincare in their teenagers. I had no idea what I was doing, and all of a sudden I. I saw fine lines on my face before a lot of my friends in college, and that's when I was like, "Oh, I should probably take a look at that." And look at you now, baby. Look at you now. Okay, my. This is a question that I've added recently. Okay. And I'm excited for both of you to answer it. the The new question I ask everybody is, "Can you recall the first beauty product that you ever bought or used?" Hmm. So I. I can actually. It is the Origins face cleanser.、Mm-hmm. It's in a white tube. I forgot. I think it's called Checks and Balances, and that was my go-to cleanser throughout my teenage years and in, into college. And I bought it mostly because my sister used it.、Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until and I love how clean and the foam is really fine. It wasn't until I got into the industry I realized all these years I've been using soap-based cleansers on my dry skin,、Oof. which we like to tell people、uh, soap isn't inherently bad for you. But if you're dry, it might be one of those things that's just overstripping you every night as you wash your face. So I will, I will remember that. Yeah, I've got two.、Um, it's cheating, but the first one is because I was very young, probably when I was like six or seven. It's that fragrance, the oil of Olay white bottle lotion. So that the moisturizer was something that my mom used and she put on us because she wanted us to also have good skin growing up.、Mm-hmm. And then the Clean and Clear, I think it's a probably like a ten percent benzoyl peroxide topical. That thing I'll never forget because I've burned my face off multiple times、oh, yeah. thinking、Ooh. that would get rid of that ac- that acne lesion like pretty quickly. It didn't. It just made it really red. And I mean, it sometimes helps speed up, but ultimately, I just remember more like the pain and like bleached pillowcases, and it's、yep. just that memory. It's very nostalgic, I guess, to my teenage years. I all my pillowcases in college were bleached. Yeah,、that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Great answers. My 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 last warm up question for y'all is a new one. You can either answer me or both if you're quick. What Hogwarts house you are, or what Sex in the City character you identify as? Oh, I, I actually took the test relatively recently. The the Hogwarts one. I thought I would be a Ravenclaw, but I was actually a Gryffindor. I think for me, I haven't taken the quiz for Hogwarts. I want to believe that I would also end up in Gryffindor, just because. Until you take the test, you really don't know. Yeah, it's, it's no, unfair no. to assume. <laughs> I wanted to be a Gryffindor. And then I got Hufflepuff, and I realized, oh no, shit! I am a Hufflepuff. You know what I mean? Like, if the shoe fits, wear it, sweetie. Yeah. So I want to believe, like, doing chemist confessions. These were trying to like be truth seekers and you know help people, like education. Like that's all like up Gryffindor's alley. Yes. But then, like, you start learning the business side of things, and you're like, maybe I have to be a little bit of a Slytherin to survive.、Mm-hmm. So I probably,、mm. I don't know. That's more of、yeah. a guess than anything. Well, I'm gonna make. You take it later. Yeah, I gotta take because it. it. I think everyone needs to. Yeah, <laughs> I made Ben, my fiance, take it. He's never read a Harry Potter book in his life.、Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I just needed to know what he was because I thought he might be a Gryffindor. He was a Ravenclaw. 
Um, He's very, very book smart. You know, he likes to read and whatnot. He reads the Constitution every day, you know, whatever. So <laughs> that's intense. It's like intense. It. It's intense. Yeah. His phone never stops ringing at moments like this. You oh, know, I'm sure. Mm, I get texts. I get at least 10 texts a day going, so what's Ben say is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I will say for the Sex in the City one, Sam is by far my idol. I think yeah. she is so badass. She is everything that like just makes me love about like being a woman and mm-hmm. she owns that and just that confidence. It's like everything that I want, you know? So yeah, I, that sh- I think I would strive to be her though. I don't think I may- not as gutsy. Maybe <laughs> I'm telling you watching it back. We've been watching sex and city. That's why I added this question. Yeah. And like Samantha is right. of the time. Like when they come in with like their old school, very outdated thinking, Samantha's always like, no, do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck whoever you want. Live your life. Like I'm like, yeah, why, why this, this programming should have been more obvious to us. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, we could talk about Samantha all night. Let's get into some questions. Mm -hmm. And I guess we should, just in case anyone hasn't heard the first few times you've been on Nashview, tell us a little bit just quickly about like your backgrounds, you came together, you created Chemist Confessions, and like where you're at now. Yeah. I'll let Gloria kick it off and... Oh, okay. Yeah, I had, I did my undergrad at Cornell and I studied chemical engineering. And towards the end of it, I was like, crap, I'm kind of in a hole because all my, throughout college, what you, what my education was geared towards was either the oil fields or sustainable energy and oil fields at one point I realized I'm not interested in and then sustainable energy not exactly teeming with jobs Mm -hmm. so I was kind of stuck at the moment and I wound up getting an internship with L'Oreal just lucky enough to score an internship went and fell in love with how fast paced it is and then and part of my problem in undergrad was that I always felt like academia, there's a disconnect um, of what you're doing and where it's going, like towards the market, because you're just like 10 years removed from seeing your work getting, mm-hmm. getting anywhere. So when I did my internship, I realized that this is, in my head at the time, that was the best way for me to apply science because I get to see the end result fast. It's very performance driven. It's also very uh, customer driven. So you're, you think about it from a different angle constantly so that's kind of how I got started and we were in the L'Oreal skin lab and that's where I met Victoria yeah same thing also chemical engineer also didn't know what I was going to do coming out of it but got lucky to do some acne research from there I was looking at basically a career path going straight into pharma and just as Gloria mentioned it's like a really long road it's quite stressful. It's a very long timeline. And I was looking at that career track and I was like, this is not, I don't think it would bring me much joy, basically. And doing more stuff like putting rats through stuff all the time. <laughs> Possibly just a lot more analytical, like just a lot of basically bench work, analytical work. And so from that, I was like, I'm you know, if my career is going to be 30, 40 years of my life, like I want it to be fun. It needs to be quicker timeline, needs to have that quicker results. And so, yeah, I was lucky enough to get a job at L'Oreal in the L'Oreal Skincare Lab. And yeah, that's how Gloria and I became friends. And then at one point you were like, hey, we could do this. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it kind of started out, so our cubicles were practically next to each other. Mm-hmm. So it started out as, uh, you know, like cubicle mate bitching to each other about work. <laughs> and and we kind of bonded over that. We shared a lot of the same frustrations with our work and how we felt about the industry. So it kind of started when we both started looking for jobs elsewhere, but I was really lost. I after, I really considered leaving the industry altogether. After we left, we, we got to talking about maybe doing something about it, but it was kind of a gradual process. It wasn't like a, okay, you know what? F those people. We can do it better. Let's do our own brand. We started out with just the Instagram content, kind of as an experiment to see if people would actually care about science um, content. And if they don't, that's our last hurrah to the industry and we'll figure out life. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't it wild just in the past three years how much more people now care and are informed mm-hmm. about the ingredients and things. Yeah. It's wacky. Like even just me, I mean, y'all were my first guest to come on and discuss the science behind the ingredients. And now I just feel like my honeys know more than anybody. I mean, you should hear their <laughs> comments. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you just said. I don't know what <laughs> azelaic, whatever, blah, blah. So y'all were ahead of the trend is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we are, yeah, also, we also feel the same way, too, when some people ask us questions as well. It's like, people do their research, and I hope it is such a good wake-up call to brands to be like, you can't keep treating customers like they don't know anything, and they can't learn Mm -hmm. anything. But same on us, you know, we can't now blindly make buying decisions anymore. The the information is out there for us, and we have to, you know, inform ourselves. Yeah, a little bit. It gets pretty overwhelming pretty fast. Like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. already. You know, I yeah. haven't started. So. I mean, with the level of social media now, TikTok. People, and, yeah. people say the wrong shit all the time, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. that too. So, I'm curious. When y'all were in the lab, how many – what percentage is women, would you say? I'm just curious. Oh, oh that's a good question. I think Quite it was – I would say. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I think it's actually more women than men. Probably 60-40 is what I would guess the ratio to be. I guess it's, again, the sex and city programming. When I hear chemists, I think of like a white old Old dude wearing fucking glasses, (laughs) you know, like goggles. I mean, they're still there. (laughs) They exist. They're there. (laughs) Yeah. You probably don't see them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think they definitely keep in mind, especially for hair, it's really important to have that representation because right. it's just hard to relate to um, so you're people with Craig in the back, the old white dude holding <laughs> the beaver's like, I think I've cured the curly hair conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's still there, though. <laughs> yeah, Craig's there. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all very interesting. I got a lot of questions from my honeys, uh, really right smart as a whip questions but i'm selfish this is my show and i have a few things i'd like to ask you first let's do it and we'll see how many we get to honey sorry (laughs) i want to revisit something the first thing i want to ask you i believe it was victoria who last time was here told me that it takes two months for a product that you're using on your face to actually start working Mm -hmm. and i hate that and every time i put on a product i'm like is victoria right is this really what she so i would just like to revisit that conversation Really quickly, just so I I need to hear this. So let's say I buy a new serum and I implement it into my routine. Mm -hmm. How soon will I be seeing (laughs) results, Victoria? 
Yeah, so that hasn't changed. <laughs> I, I, my answer is are so bad. I'm like, stop ruining everything. We all want instant results, I know, you know? I know. I mean, to be fair, like, we talk about HAs, uh, glycolic mm-hmm. lactic acid. Sometimes you will see an overnight, like, glow you know or skin clarity and this is from your you know you're exfoliating your top layer of your skin so you're kind of buffing it right and so skin might look better the next night but if you're looking if you're trying to target things like pigmentation wrinkles all the really tough skin concerns that definitely has to take time because you have to go through the layers the cell turnover you know you have to there's no way your wrinkles just get erased you know, even within a week. So, right. Um, How about some of those commercials where they're like visible results in two weeks? Because didn't they have to do some kind of clinical trial in order to say that? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it, it depends. There's a couple ways to do it. And you might see some results in a week, but it could come from the fact that the subjects were, have, other severe skin problems beforehand, like your skin is really, really extra dry or and like Victoria mentioned, if you have that texture issue or severe dryness, chemical exfoliation can take away that top layer and you're going to see an instant pick me up. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean the deep rooted problems have been solved. Another aspect is when you're hydrating your skin properly, then you're going to see a bit more of that plumpness and it feels instant but that doesn't mean your skin barrier problem has been resolved and the last aspect is more um, on the chemist because sometimes we can add in certain ingredients that gives you a visual pick-me-up there are certain silicones that can blur the appearance of wrinkles there's prolice really really cool technologies with not not just for makeup for skin there's these prolice powders that can give you an instant glow and they're very subtle now it's not like the big chunky glittery stuff from last decade so all those things can play into an instant effect. Yeah. Wow. So I should keep using this serum is what you're saying. <laughs> At least give it enough time before you judge it or decide it doesn't work. Right. Okay. I just I just wanted to revisit that and that was a very informed answer. <laughs> I'm going to pivot. All right. Is eye cream a scam? Hear me uh, out. <laughs> so, okay. Why is eye cream $50 and face cream is $20 and is a tiny amount. Is it true that the skin around our eyes absorbs things differently and eye cream's molecules absorb better in the eye area? Or is it just fucking cream and they put it in a smaller jar and they're charging us more money? Is eye cream a scam? Uh, I mean, it you could can say it. L'Oreal ain't here. <laughs> So I want to say all of the above. There are some that are truly a scam. And the pricing is the thing that chokes me up personally is like just how little and then it's like more expensive than your face. But I think it makes you feel like, oh, it must be good, right? So yeah, that's that's the mentality. That mentality is what we really want to fight is like you don't have to pay an arm and a leg just to have this notion that it's going to do something, you know? Right. It also doesn't help that eye concerns are really difficult to treat. You said you yes. said it yourself, eye, eye skin is very thin. So you're actually relying a lot on like your bone structure, your health, general health and sleep. All of that can actually end up factoring in a lot onto the appearance of like these eye concerns. 
So even if you buy the $8 cream, if you're not sleeping, honey, it ain't going to do shit. If you're not sleeping, yeah, hydrated, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're stressed out. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. it's that all contributes and especially to skin current concerns like dark circles and eye bags. So we feel better about eye wrinkles just because mm-hmm. this area, there are a few actives that are tested on the crow's feet, but the eye bag dark circles for me is one that's like very hit or miss. Like it's right. not... It's very little guarantee that it might work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say that anything that promote that says hydrating or if an eye cream is just moisturizing, there's a solid chance that it's not very different than what's in your face cream. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, some of them will say, oh, it might be tested specifically for eye area. So you can, you can rest knowing that it won't irritate your eyes. But other than that, it's not really different than your face cream. There are certain peptides and ingredients like retinol that works on the eye area. And those eye creams that have those ingredients and has been tested for the eye area carry a much much stronger weight in our books. Yeah. That's literally my next question. Gloria, you are a soothsayer. (laughs) My next question was, should we be retinoling our necks, under eye area, Mm. and eyelids? This is a question my honeys are asking. I I get asked this a lot. Please weigh in. Uh, Is that an ingredient that is okay for those areas? I've heard conflicting information about the neck. So retinol works and it does work. It has a lot of data on the eye area as well. But nowadays retinol, retinol has been around for a long time and with its recent increase or re-increase in popularity, you can get some really crazy concentrations of retinol. And because it's not a, a regulated substance per se, if we just be very, very wary of the high concentration products. If you want to try retinol-based eye creams, you can start with retinol alternatives like Baku Kiel, or you can go for a lower concentration retinol of under 0.3%. And if you're in retinol newbie, even under 0.1% just to try. And try to look for products that even, there are retinol eye creams out there that have, that's been tested around the eye area. You don't want those things in your eye. So those are just some of the concerns I will have. Yeah. Totally agree. What about the neck, ladies? What about the neck? Yeah. So the neck same. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm pretty sure SkinCeuticals just came out with a neck serum that also uses retinol. And that skin obviously is a lot thicker than um, your eye area. So you probably what you can do is try to you can use the same like face cream around this area as well. But you're supposed to use it every night, you know, still introduce it the same, you know, like use it once or twice a week, see how skin reacts. That's that also works. I know chemist confessions does not have an eye cream yet. So what yes. would be a, can you uh, can you name a couple that you know Gloria just mentioned? Do y'all know any off the top of your heads, like yeah. ones that are a good percentage for people to maybe try or to start with retinols? I want to retinol my damn eyes. Off the top of my head, I think First A Beauty has a retinol eye product that's relatively low percentage. Murad. Murad actually, they have one and I think they actually might have done a consumer perception study with that one as well. Not Mm -hmm. the same as a clinical because you're not using any sort of expert or instrument to measure the results, but you are, you are asking these people like, 
what if any changes they're seeing over time. So yeah, there there's at least a little bit of clarity there. But those, yeah, those are the two that come to mind. I love. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Oh, yeah. We're, we're heading right down my personal questions. I've been seeing a few people on Instagram that are like skincare influencer people. Mm-hmm. This is something no one has told me ever. Certain steps of your routine, your face should be wet because it helps mm. the product absorb. Uh-huh. Is there any truth to this? There is. So hydrated skin absorb better. That's that's definitely true. But and that's that's where if you go to Asian skincare instead of like those dry alcohol based toners, I know in the U.S. they don't have as much of that anymore either. But they have waters as their first mm-hmm. step, and that's kind of that concept of Essences hydrating and whatnot. Yeah, to make sure your skin ha- is just loaded up on water content before you put on your serum. So there is truth to that, but it doesn't have to be like dripping, sopping wet. Right. <laughs> like if you're putting skincare on after you shower, your skin is wet enough and it will, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Because then isn't your skin supposed to be dry for retinol? Oh, yeah. Not. Not necessarily, no. I mean, I okay, I will tell you this. With clinical studies, they are not doing this method of, like, mm-hmm. dampening the face to improve delivery. So right. it's more of, like, your preference. If that, you know, if you think it helps, like, I'm not going to stop you and say, like, you're wrong. But right. it's not a necessity to your routine either. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I've been using a retinol, finally. Okay. I'm currently using the Shani Darden Retinol Reform. Mm -hmm. It's a 2.2% encapsulated retinol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I finally used one, and I will say I've had no, I've had no irritation at all. So was it worth ninety dollars? Maybe, but it kept getting brought up on Nash Butte. So I'm, where the hell does the retinol go in the routine? I'm like, if I spend ninety (laughs) dollars on this, I want my face to drink it. So should. it feels like I shouldn't be doing serums beforehand, yeah. you know, because it's sort of a serum texture. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me where it goes? Yeah. So actually, I'm going to point out a couple things with that product. So first Please thing do. is your 2.2%, I think, did you say encapsulated, right? Yes. So when you encapsulate retinol, the reason why you might not have the same like irritation that you hear mm-hmm. about is because when you encapsulate it, you're protecting that molecule itself. And you're also protecting your skin from that molecule and reacting. So that's probably why you don't see the same level of irritation. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately where retinol is going to go in the future. The 2.2% for your Natribute followers is really confusing because typical retinol levels is anywhere between 0.1% and 1%. So they're probably wondering like, what the hell? I need like 
way more retinol. I'm not getting enough retinol if I'm right. It's a, it's a lot because I think my my little tretinol whatever point from the doctor was like point zero one percent or something. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Correct. So what's happening here is they're probably using the encapsulation solution at mm. 2.2%, but not necessarily pure retinol, if that it. explains what just yep. like, so, you know, anyone who's listening, kind of searching for a concentration to start, that's not the number, that's not the correct right. number in the right, like, threshold. Right. Yeah. I wonder so. what mine is then. I mean, you've probably been, is, you said this is your first time. I've had it in the past, you know. I had a Curology mm. ad on Attribute, and they gave me one that was a point, I want to say 0.5%, but it was mixed with a bunch of other stuff. And then I mm. had the prescription, but it just, I was, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I just couldn't get into it. I was too lazy to like deal with the repercussions, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to say because every encapsulation technology is different. Right. But for if you've been like accustomed to like a tretinoin or whatnot, you're probably looking at like a 0.5% starting yeah. point at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But your skin looks great. Is that I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm looking pretty good, I'll be honest. Yeah. But but where does it go in the damn routine for it to work? I don't want to put on too much shit and yeah. then I use it and it doesn't do anything because it's like my face has 75 layers of cream or whatever. <laughs> All right. So we always say water-based ingredients first. So mm-hmm. you're, if you use a toner or essence or serums, those are usually very, very water-heavy mm-hmm. and they can go before retinol. And going back to your point, hydrated skin absorb better. So rest assured that if you use a water-based serum, it won't interfere with retinol absorption. Okay. Most most of retinol products are retinol itself is oil soluble. So most retinol products you see out there are in a creamy kind of format. So they will go. It will basically go right after whatever water based serum you use, and before the last moisturizing step, which tends to be heavier, a a little bit more occlusive. Those steps, depending what you use might have an effect on ultimate retinal penetration. So that's our general recommendation. Man, I, I, I'm obvious. Y'all rejuvenate me in many, many ways. Just feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the next thing I want to talk to y'all about, I text it. I do a thing where I have a text service and, and honeys can text with me. And it's really fun. It's on my Patreon and it's really fun. I texted everybody that y'all were coming on Uh Mm -hmm. and I said, do y'all have a question? And I would say at least 20 different women responded with, can they talk about the Pareto sunscreen scam? (laughs) Ah, This was hot news because I have personally endorsed that sunscreen to my audience and other people have too. Yeah, so So, because then I read... That not only is this true for the Pareto sunscreen, but other sunscreens like it, sort of in the same Korean space. Like, mm-hmm. they might also test and have, uh, you know, lower Much SPF lower than their mm-hmm. And that shook me to my core because yeah. we're trying to cover up here. We are trying to get protection. And we have all been bamboozled by Pareto Green. So... I would love to know your thoughts, okay? Are other, is there a chance that other sunscreens that are formulated similar are also lying to us? Yes. And what are y'all's thoughts on this whole thing? Victoria can go first on this one. is like, I'm out. I'm out. Peace. So are there other sunscreens that possibly 
will have the same fate? Yes. Is it surprising? Not really. Really? Y'all saw this coming? Well, it's just... Not specifically Purito, but let's just say sunscreen is incredibly difficult to formulate, and it is very possible for the same formula to give you drastically different test results. That's Mm -hmm. something that any lab constantly faces. It's just the reality of sunscreen formulation. Hey, Gloria, I thought you said Victoria could take this. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's absolutely right. Like, so I used to formulate sunscreens back at L'Oreal. Got my Mm -hmm. ass kicked doing that is my, probably my least favorite category just because you could get one result and then you dump in a powder. And suddenly, you know, your whole filtering system is failing. So formulation is like pretty, it's very difficult. There is a reason why FDA puts it through OTC testing. And the one thing I want to add is even testing the same formula in different regions can lead to different values. And it is so bonkers in so many, on so many levels that that's why sadly I don't find this like report surprising at all. Mm -hmm. I will tell people that for those of you that might be freaking out that you've been using Pareto all along and wonder if you now have skin cancer, luckily they still have an SPA value, although very low at 17. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're still getting some sort of protection and Pareto did the right thing. They pulled their product and don't sell it anymore. So sadly, it's the reality of sunscreens. It's the reality of smaller brands that do sunscreens. You have to have a very large budget to really cover every base, you know. And we usually tell people if you want to avoid a situation like this happening, that's why you want to go to much bigger brands. You know, Mm. La Roche-Posay, Neutrogena, they all, I mean, those guys are the big guys. They've got the bigger wallets. They do right. a ton of testing. They can afford more testing. Right. This doesn't necessarily make me skeptical of Asian sunscreens in general or Korean sunscreens. Same same kind of concept. Do shop for bigger brands. You know, we advocate for like Bior. You know, they've been around for ages, mm-hmm. constantly reformulating. And the other thing is we are actually... This is why we really, really don't recommend buying tiny brands like the yeah, Reef Safe. Like sunscreen startup. Exactly. Reef Safe yeah. surfer brands we've seen pop out, out of nowhere just doing like zinc oxide balm and then like not really sure if any OTC testing has been done. Like that to us is a lot more concerning. So yeah, that's... It's that I know it's that kind of depressing, but it's just no. It, it it, I'm happy because you know at the end of the day, my goal is to always support the indie brands, you know, and the right. woman-owned brands and things. But if it's important for our health and our skin, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to go to the big dogs. I need to find a cruelty-free big dog, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. I'm not fucking around with my skin. I'm yeah, not exactly, especially now that I'm using this encapsulated retinol. I need sun protection. <laughs> you know? Yes, you do. Absolutely. So I'm happy that you said that because the honeys they need to know and they want to know. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Do you think sunscreen spray actually works? Oh, that's a good question. It it does work, but most people already under apply sunscreen. Mm-hmm. So, a sunscreen sunscreen spray testing isn't really tested for you just 
like giving a quick spritz and call it a day. Right. A lot of times, because when they test for it, it needs to be a certain weight of sunscreen. So a lot of times they squeeze into your hand for a control amount, then you apply to your face. Yeah. Which isn't how most people are using sunscreen spray. Well, because so, yeah, that's why you get a spray, so you don't have to use your damn hands. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a fan of the spray, especially when when you're out doing sports or maybe going to the beach. Your skin is already sandy. You don't want to like slather on goop when you reapply but just uh, know that you are probably under applying a little bit just out of habit and just make sure you really 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 spray on an even layer do a whole layer sweetie yeah yes a lot of times when you spray you'll know it's a lot because your skin just feels a little like a wet seal like it Mm -hmm. should be like glistening it should feel like (laughs) coat on you're a little slimy like good (laughs) that's good (laughs) you want to be a slimy seal exactly (laughs) good to know in addition to the sunscreen a lot of honeys had vitamin c questions oh boy (laughs) and and we're gonna get to them but i'm gonna ask mine first we've talked about the brand skin suticles skin suticles i believe is not cruelty free so i've never used it however i recently had my lips done yes and while I was there, Dr. Rahi, who I interviewed on HBU, gave me a little baggie of like samples. And I got home and realized there was the ferulic vitamin C skinceuticals. And I'm like, everyone always talks about this. Now, I don't buy it, but I have the sample. And this is research for an attribute. So I opened it up. That shit stunk. <laughs> it, it brought me back to when I used to eat meat. I swear to you, it smells exactly like ham deli meat. Uh, It smells like ham deli meat water that's at the bottom of the like Oscar Mayer package. It just reminded me of like making myself lunch in middle school. And I was like, this stinks like ham water. Why do people like this? And then I, and then I saw something about like, if it doesn't stink, it's not working. Like you want your vitamin C to stink like dirty ham water or don't buy it. And I was like, I got to ask the the chemist confession gals about this. Does vitamin C have to stink in order for it to work what is that stink yeah so yeah we we call it hot dog water but yes so yeah um, exactly what is that (laughs) it's a very signature scent of the ski ferulic okay it's that combination it's it's mostly ferulic acid but really Mm -hmm. that combination it's intrinsic to that formula okay Uh, does it have to stink to work I guess sort of. It's just part of it, right? Like there are some brands that may add a fragrance to. Well, yeah, like okay, let's just say it. So the drunk elephant, I believe Mm. there says ferulic on the front too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have the. There smells like yummy oranges. Like it, it, you. I'm pretty sure I haven't used it in a long time, but doesn't it smell really nice? I think it has. Okay. I'm going to pull off the ingredient list. I'm pretty sure that one has essential oils to cover it up. Yeah. So in a way, it doesn't have to smell like hot dog water to work. Yeah. But if it doesn't smell like hot dog water, that means something is covering it up. Right. With, yeah. Or is it that they don't have enough of the hot dog water ingredient in <laughs> Well, actually, I've never tried smelling like a drunk elephant vitamin C serum over time because that that scent usually like when it's first manufactured isn't really that strong, but Mm. it definitely magnifies over time as you're opening it. So, yeah, I would say, I guess if you're using the classic 
mother of all vitamin C serums, then there's nothing you can do. The hot dog water fragrance just comes yeah. with it. Yeah. Is that considered to be the mother of the vitamin C serum? It is. It is. Wow. It is. So it's good. It is good. They Yeah. So we definitely give SkinCeuticals credit. I know it's also incredibly expensive, but they have done so much work to understand, you know, that's the actual antioxidant serum. They've shown that it helps with anti-wrinkles and pigmentation. They've done a ton of studies. So it makes a lot of sense in some ways why it's that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me, is it a good idea to also do a vitamin C at night? Mm-hmm. You could. It doesn't hurt at all. Okay. Yeah, because they said, this is from Alexa, I've always used it during the day for an environmental protection factor. I'm hearing people incorporate it into the evening routine. Is it a waste of product or not? So no, you could if you want. Yeah, definitely. And I actually personally like doing that just because everyone knows the shelf life is not great. So you really want to go through it as quickly as possible. And personally for me, like I'm pretty lazy. I don't like carrying around more than five bottles. So if I can use it both morning and night, that works for me, and that's totally fine. And you're not wasting it. Yeah. Yes. And don't quote me on the details, but there's a few studies where they kind of show vitamin C does link the, the effect, the protective effect of its antioxidant power does linger on the skin. So if someone wants to only use it at night, that's also okay. We advocate using it during the day just because, you know, sometimes you want to divvy up the actives of morning and night just to not overwhelm skin at the same time. But if they want to use it only at night, it's totally fine. Excellent. Okay. Do you think everybody needs a vitamin C in their regimen? Ooh, I'm going to say yes, and it has to be the right vitamin C. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, because I, other than the hot dog stink, don't have one. And, uh-huh. and so I think we need to find me one. But- I'm going to ask Jess's question. It says, anything with vitamin C makes my face burn. Is this a sensitivity issue? Is there another ingredient I can substitute for similar benefits? I think that's an interesting question because I'm like, I want to be cool and have a cool, uh, like a morning serum with antioxidant properties. But I don't know. I just haven't found one that I like think is great and that I want to use all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Fair. So that was going to be my answer is Mm -hmm. yes and no. Anyone who can tolerate vitamin C should use it. But there are incidents where your skin is vitamin C sensitive, kind of like what Jess said. I think always we always say, listen to your skin. If your Mm -hmm. skin's burning, it's saying no to the serum. If if she's using a classic C for Rulik, know that that pH is fairly low it could be a combination of the low ph it could be the high concentration it could be because of the penetration enhancers that's usually in these formulas i would say the next step is to go to a vitamin c derivative look for ingredients like magnesium ascorbyl phosphate or ascorbyl glucoside depending on what your skin what kind of secondary benefits you're looking for in terms of other non-vitamin C antioxidants, Victoria, do you have a favorite? <laughs> well, let me let Just me tossing the ball. Let me dial it back real quick. I do want to say an intermediate step is mm-hmm. most ascorbic acid vitamin C serums usually are at a pretty high concentration. You're yeah. looking at like fifteen to twenty percent. So. If she hasn't tried it already, I would actually recommend her to look for like a 5% ascorbic acid serum 
Because even at 5%, you can still get those antioxidant benefits. Mm -hmm. So that would be the intermediate step. And then you can move on to vitamin C derivatives. As far as non-vitamin C antioxidants, I think resveratrol has been one, lipoic acid. Those are the two, though the data behind it is still like, it nowhere near compares to sorbic acid. Maybe but she should just try a smaller percentage. Try one. there. Is that- and then if yeah. not, yes, email okay. us and then we'll help her out. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, y'all must be so fun at parties. They don't even have to think. You should watch them. They're like, they're like a, a conductor over here. I ask them a question and they knock it out of the park. Like, it's really astounding. Are, are we fun at parties, Gloria? <laughs> I, I will say it used to be more fun at parties. Well, first of all, parties don't exist, so yes. that might be a problem. Uh, Do y'all know anything about the Super Goop Vitamin C SPF Serum? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe that's for the next episode because we are currently testing it. And yes, cool. we, we have gotten our hands on it. We have a lot of questions about it. So we, cool. um, Okay, yes. Stormy yeah, asked we'll me to there. ask y'all about that. Yeah. Also, her, her other question is, what is your opinion on SPFs plus moisturizers? So is an SPF mm. plus moisturizer just a sunscreen and they say it's an SPF plus moisturizer? Or like, what's the deal? Does it make it less effective if you put it with it? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a great question. So they aren't less effective. They're still tested the same way as sunscreens. I think the thing people forget is that you still have to apply the right amount. So for, you know, sunscreens, you just just think of it, just remember that when you're applying the moisturizer, you're applying a sunscreen and you apply that sunscreen amount, it's not that you just dab it on certain places or you want a very right. thin film before you layer on makeup. That's not how that works. So that would be the only thing to keep in mind. And that's and I kind of want to add that that's something to keep in mind too about makeup with SPF. Mm. My, it's, it's tested the same way. We generally speaking don't have a problem with it, but with makeup, sometimes you don't want to layer on a thick layer and might look unnatural. Mm-hmm. So if if it's a makeup with SPF, it doesn't hurt. But if you are only applying a really, really thin layer, then I might not be a very suitable SPF product. Yeah. Wow. So many things to keep in mind. Like Because <laughs> if you did only do a thin layer, what would happen? It just wouldn't be as effective in, in terms of time amount or it just literally wouldn't work? Uh, it's more like, yeah, your protection level isn't quite there, right? So it works via, you know, it sets up a film on your skin. And so if you just don't have the proper amount to provide that protection, you're just not really getting the protection level that you probably expect. Yeah. yeah, let's just say they tested one gram of product gives you SPF 30. And then when you're actually using it, you're only using half a gram or even less. And it's just now what you're expecting. I'm just going to make sure I paint my face like a camp counselor in the 90s. I'm just going to like, <laughs> I'm going to do like a thick, a thick block on my nose, yep. you know, a thick, <laughs> thick around this area of my face. Like, I mean, I'm trying to be protected over here. Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, yeah. Okay, we have so many more questions. This question is from Julia. I would like to know more about niacinamide. I feel like I keep hearing it. Niacinamide popped up one day, and now it's in every fucking thing. Even on my desk right now, I feel like I have a niacinamide toner from the good molecules. It's just sitting on my desk. I haven't opened it yet. What is niacinamide? I don't even know. I'm going to be dead-ass honest and admit, I don't even fucking know what it is. What is it? An acid? No. So niacinamide is a form of vitamin B3. In a nutshell, so part of the reason why it's in everything is, one, it does work. It has really good skin benefits. And two, from a chemist's perspective, it is really easy to work with. You can basically sprinkle it in almost anything. It's very water-soluble. It plays nice with most molecules, so you can dump it in whatever you think of, and it'll probably be fine. Niacinamide, but I feel like I've been giving niacinamide spiel so much. It's actually just like kind of all stuck now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I will yeah. also say that the reason why it gets dumped into everything is because it has a lot of like it casts a very not, what nice net of skin benefits. Yes. So mm-hmm. it helps promote a healthy skin barrier. It's found to help even reduce oil. It also helps in skin brightening pigmentation. So you've got a very nice set, well rounded, active, and what happens is. A lot of people, when they try to introduce a new exotic active, you might actually find niacinamide lurking in the ingredient list to just like as like an insurance policy that people will get will see some sort of benefit. So just like you're saying, now that niacinamide is now in everything, you know, it's almost like way too much because it turns out you actually only need two to five percent niacinamide, but you've got people putting it. 2% niacinamide in this, 5% niacinamide in that. And just within like three products, you might be way over the actual concentration that you need. And even though luckily niacinamide is pretty vanilla, having too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. It can actually mm-hmm. contribute to any sort of irritation you might be having. So we now, after introducing niacinamide in the beginning of our blog, now have to tell people, can you please skim your ingredient list and just make sure you're not, you don't have niacinamide in like You're not ODing on niacinamide? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I don't have, so good molecules, they do put, put out their percentages. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me though. I wonder what this toner is, the percentage. I don't I remember, no but I have a feeling it's probably 10% because... They're kind of similar to Decium, and I yeah I want to say it's probably pretty high. And yeah, even the is Des- that too much? Should I throw this out? Well, okay, so that's the other thing. Des- Should I drink this bottle and just end it all yeah. and be done? No, please don't. <laughs> please, Jackie. <laughs> it does look really yummy, though. This is cute. It I, is I, just, cute. I feel like I'm sipping a little soda over here. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. You know, Dacium came out with the 10% niacinamide plus 1% zinc, I believe, mm-hmm. and seems to do really well for oily skin, but mm-hmm. you actually don't need 10% to reap the benefits, so just keep that in mind. Not saying yeah. that you should not use that product, but 
yeah, it's also just remember the you just need to hit the right levels for you. Right. Yeah. Does the chemist confessions line have any nice set of might in it? Yeah. Yes. I'll let Gordon. Oh, oh uh, yes. It's in uh, one of our acid boosters, the the specialist, and mm-hmm. that that one has eighteen percent mandelic acid, two percent sal acid, and five percent niacinamide. Like Victoria said, it's a really good support product for oily skin because it kind of regulates um, your oil production without drying you out. So that's where we have it. We are we we are working on introducing a few other products, but um, we want to be mindful that the way we add niacinamide into our products will not overwhelm your skin, and you end up getting like thirty percent niacinamide total. That's just not the goal here. I have baby steps. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was using it in like a drop of my you know serums, but then I just started doing the weekly mask. Yeah. What do you think? It's great. I love if my favorite product of y'all's is Mr. Reliable. <laughs> and I swear, like, I have, I'm the queen of creams, as I said. Sometimes I cream up and literally a minute later, I'm like, my face is dry. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it didn't really absorb. And so I do Mr. Reliable every night and every morning and it really hydrates. I mean, I wake up in the morning and my skin is still supple. And that's crazy cuz it's dry as shit here as y'all both know mm. being SoCal residents now. Yeah. It's dry as shit here. That's awesome. So, I love that product. Well, that makes our day. We're ready yeah. to go now. <laughs> yeah. That's all, that's all we to need hear. to hear. <laughs> well, cuz cuz uh, what's the main hydrator in that? The ceramides? A lot of things. Well, that's a that's a great question. So when we when we first put Razor Line together, something we wanted to communicate and get people to think about is that there are three core components to your moisturizer. That is your water grabbing humectants, mm-hmm. your um, skin smoothing emollients. That's usually your light oils, and also occlusive to seal it in. And then, as you mentioned, Jackie, the uh, added layer to a, a good moisturizer is things that will protect and enhance your skin barrier function and in Mr. Reliable it's the ceramides as well as a few soothing ingredients because um, inflamed skin tend to lead to other skin problems and dryness is one of the first symptoms. So that's kind of how we structured um, Mr. Reliable. So yeah, there's a whole basket. There's something in each of those categories I just mentioned. I mean, we love. That's awesome. Do we have a code? Mm-hmm. We have a code for the honeys, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have it. It's Natch Love, Natch right? Love. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So anything y'all buy directly from the Chemist Confessions website, use code Natch Love. Yeah. And y'all will get a what is it? I don't remember. I think it's like twenty percent. Oh damn! Well, I'm telling y'all, and I know the honeys already love y'all, but they're probably new honeys that didn't hear last year's <laughs> episode. Okay, let's ask a couple more questions, and then I'll get y'all the hell out of here. We could talk all day. <laughs> yep. uh, we were talking about oils, sort of, and Holly wanted to know, she says, I've heard a lot of mixed opinions on oils. Some mm-hmm. say never use them. They cause blackheads. Some say slathering her face in oil every night is equal to the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. What's your input on, like, an oil in your regimen? And it- if you have one, where should you do it? Is it last? Is it right before cream? I I still forget this. Yeah, so... Usually you hear two ends of the spectrum and then the truth is like somewhere in between. The other thing is oils is like a very large category. They're not all created equal, right? They're not all created equal. 
But in most cases, an oil can be helpful. It's not the holy grail. Don't expect it to change to erase any wrinkles. But it is a component that even oily skin, acneic skin users actually could benefit from. We have to reprogram our brains from the 90s. Do you remember everything was oil-free, oil-free? Like yes. Can you imagine if when we were in high school, we walked in and smathered oil all over our face? I mean, people would people be like, would oh my God, flip. send her to the guidance counselor. Yes. She needs some major help. I think about this all the time because like back when I had acne in high school, I thought I could not have a trace of oil oh, yeah. on my skin. We stripped our skin to hell. Yeah. Oil blotting, St. Ives scrub, like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, the worst. Oil-free acne wash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, back to the oil. So we say that, yes, it depends on what type of oil. Some people like to slather their face in coconut oil, and that is actually yes. the one oil that we don't recommend. There are mm. A couple studies that hint at it, you know, causing acne. So that's the one we try to refrain from for acneic skin types. But if you are curious to try, need a little bit more nourishment, add a little glow, smooth skin surface, an oil could be right for you. And we would say start with a very, very vanilla oil like squalane. Just a couple drops we recommend at the end of your routine. Not necessarily because it prevents other actives from absorbing, but you know, there's some oils that can be a little bit more occlusive and prevent you know, your actives from absorbing and some that are perfectly fine. So, you know, it's just more of to help you organize your routine out. We recommend it as a last step. Yeah. Did I forget anything else, Gloria? <laughs> did you mention that don't use oils that only moisturizer in your routine? Oh, no, I did not. Go for it. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> like we mentioned when we talked about Mr. Reliable, your well-rounded moisturizing should have some sort of combination of humectant, emollient, and occlusives. And the face oil is just an emollient. I know it can get very confusing because every oil out there is also is positioned as a hydrating or moisturizing miracle, yeah. but it doesn't it's, it doesn't work that well on its own. It enhances the emollient category, but nothing else. So if you're dry and you really need that water grabbing help from your glycerins or your hyaluronic acid, using an oil by itself is in the long term is really not good for you. Wow. This is so helpful. What's y'all's oil called? The Uh, the better oil. The better oil. So (laughs) what's the base of that oil? We do a blend of sea buckthorn seed oil, rose Rose hip seed, and then black currant. And we just love the profiles. They're linolenic acid forward. And then we also buffer it with squalane to help with, you know, shelf life, the overall stability of the oil. Yeah. And then also for those, the one thing that we're proud of, but it is a pain in the ass, is that we actually tried to put in pure linoleic linolenic to give like skin brightening properties as a big soother as well. That stuff is a pain in the ass because it smells like fish. So <laughs> it took some time for us to figure out how we were going to get that in. <laughs> I'm telling you, hot dog water, fish guts, yeah, it's I all know. happening in our routine. <laughs> we do our best. Yeah. How interesting. I want to go in the lab with y'all someday. Yeah. Oh, I'll suit up. We should. Yeah, I'll fun. suit up. Can I meet Craig holding the beaker? <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure Craig's there. <laughs> yes, perfect. I got to see what we'll he's arrange. doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, this is the last official question I'm going to ask y'all. 
This is from Sarah. And you actually, I believe Gloria already mentioned this. I've been hearing all about baka choil lately. Did I say that right? I could have sworn I heard Gloria say it earlier. A naturally derived <laughs> retinol alternative, does it actually work? What are the advantages, disadvantages compared to good old-fashioned retinol? Is it fair to compare it to retinol? Or is this an apples and oranges situation? Aren't my honey so impressive? Mm-hmm. Yes, great question. I've never even heard of this. Sabakio in a nutshell, she said, is a plant-based retinol. The molecule enough itself is not necessarily related to retinol. But what happened was they tested it in a petri dish and realized that it kind of works on some of the same biological pathways as retinol. And they're like, oh, damn, jackpot. We found a plant-derived retinol. I will say... For us, usually when you hear that kind of origin story, we raise an eyebrow because mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily translate to skin benefits. In the case of Bakukyo, there's a few early clinicals that's actually promising, and they use it at the same percentage as a retinol. So I believe they've tested it at 0.3 and 0.5%, and it has those clinicals shown acne benefits and some, I believe, skin pigmentation benefits as well. But... That's it. That's two, three clinicals doesn't make it a miracle versus the however many decades of testing retinol has been through. So what we always say is if your skin doesn't like retinol, if it sheds like a mofo like my skin does mm-hmm. with retinol, then it doesn't hurt to try it. But if, you, if you're already using a retinol or even prescription retinoids like tretinoin, it's not going to do much for you. Right. No, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair answer. I mean, y'all, I'm just so impressed. Aren't y'all impressed, listeners? I'm talking to you. I mean, this is the company you're supporting. These are the women you're supporting when you purchase Chemist Confessions products. So I know y'all already love their products, but like, just know that a lot of these companies are faceless. I'm looking right at their faces and they're beautiful Mm. and their skin looks great and they're very knowledgeable and they've worked very hard and they're fantastic guests. Uh, Gloria, Victoria, you've killed it again. (laughs) I could keep y'all even longer, but I'm not. I'll just have y'all come back in a few months. Let's be fair. Last time it was a two-part series. That's true. We had so much fun. (laughs) We filibustered. I locked y'all in the studio. I said, don't leave. (laughs) I say we leave this one, and then once I can have the honey send in more and more questions, Uh, and y'all can come back again, I I have a feeling there's some new launches perhaps coming. Uh yeah, and actually, Jackie, we are coming out with the book. And oh, the March, forgot the we book. Were, we're totally <laughs> Honey, yeah. we have a book deal? Yeah, <laughs> so we, I will definitely, I don't think I have, I'll just say, if you don't mind, can I give um your email to our publisher? They have an outreach team for like yeah, early reviews. Yeah, of course. And stuff. We'll love to send you a copy. Who's yeah. your publisher? Uh, a company called, called Weldon, Owen. Weldon Owen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. My yeah, so- my fiance is a published author, so I know a few of them. Oh, oh great! Yeah, we. <laughs> it was um- about the Constitution, of course. <laughs> no, wait. So his book is just about the Constitution. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow! I wow. told you, honey. This is what this is what's happening in my house. Damn, Jackie! Those dinner conversations. Those well, that, you need to get together because Ben loves skincare, so. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. At some point, I'll have y'all over. We'll make uh, hors d'oeuvres or something. It'll be oh, lovely. Oh, it'll be so fun. Skincare <laughs> and politics. I can't wait. <laughs> yep. Like, that so that's fun. all that we. That's all that's going on at this house. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so tell us, which, whichever of you, I know y'all are the perfect Bjorg and McEnroe hitting, <laughs> hitting the ball over the court between the two of you. One of you tell us sort of what's going on right now at Chemist Confessions, if there are any launches coming up or new products you're excited about, where we can find y'all on social media, everything. Yeah. So as we said, what we've been doing is during COVID, we wrote a book. It's called Skincare Decoded. We wanted to write a guide that hopefully can help the most beginner of skincare users to a skincare junkie finding whatever product they're looking for from, you know, sunscreens to actives, main actives like retinol, niacinamide. And we even put some routine guides together. We just really at the core of it wanted it to be helpful, but still kind of like have our quirky humor in it. So that's one thing that's coming out end of March. And then we are, we do have a couple launches we're working on. One is in the retinol space i actually did not sign this off with gloria on whether or not i could share this so gloria slap me if i I can always cut it out too i I think it's fine i mean i think the my only problem is during covid product development jackies you can imagine is really challenging so it's a lot of stuff that we've been working on we're we're a little Victoria and I are always guilty of being a little over ambitious with our timelines, yeah. but during COVID, it's like, oh yeah, this will come out in November. Oh yeah, this is definitely coming out in January. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, it's hard being an independent business too. Sort of yeah. as y'all were discussing yeah. earlier about like the big dogs, they can just you know sanitize their room, hire COVID testers. They have all these resources. Right, right. So yeah, so. Hopefully in the retinal space, hopefully in March, April, and then... Hey, that's here before you know it, you Yeah, know? and then the other thing is we are looking at a Gen 2 of our moisturizers. That's all I can say for now, but, yeah. you know, Gore and I, we try, as chemists, we, you know, really try not to just, like, package another thing and put another thing out there just because, like... In our past jobs, you know, it's it's just not very gratifying. So we really just want to focus on, like, what can we do even better and even better. So we want to just focus on doing an even better version of what we have or do a launch that would help, you know, solve an actual problem. So right. that's all I can say for now before Gloria, yep. like, <laughs> shuts me off, closes my computer. <laughs> shut up, shut all up. All of a sudden the screen goes blank and you're both gone. Like, Wait a minute. Well, that is exciting. Chemistconfessions.com. Yep. Chemistconfessions on Instagram. Yep. Chemist.confessions. Did, yeah, chemist. Didn't I see y'all get a check mark? <laughs> we, yes. Honey. <laughs> those aren't easy to get. I had to suck a lot of dicks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. But but I it I it was a real journey to get that damn check mark. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was absurd. a journey. <laughs> they make you fight to the gauntlet. I mean, it's like a whole, it's a hunger games yep. to get that yeah. damn check mark. So I did notice your check mark and I was like, oh, I see you check mark. <laughs> Feels Chemist so good. dot confessions. Every skincare enthusiast needs to be following this account. Like, duh. So 
Great. And Natch Love is a code for their website. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell everybody you're a honey, you know, let them know you're a honey, use the code mm-hmm. and check out all the products. But some honeys might be waiting now for these launches. Yeah. Well, we, we love the Natch Beauty listeners. They, we, we've gotten, gotten a lot of emails from them ourselves too. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we just really appreciate Jackie. You always have so much fun and. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, someday, someday, when the COVID's gone, (laughs) the vaccination's here, y'all will be here at my house. We'll all have a cocktail. It'll be a fun cocktail party. And there will be comedians, and there will be artists, and there will be authors, and there will be Victoria and Gloria. Oh, what do you do? And they're going to say, I'm a skincare chemist. And it's going to make me look cool as shit Uh. because all my friends... We're all artists, and y'all are artists too, and you're in your own field. But I just need some science around, <laughs> you know. And I'm excited for that day. Until then, we have the Zoom. Until then, we always have Nash Butte. It will always be here. I'm excited about that book. I can't wait to crack it open, baby. <laughs> but we must wait a few more months. Thank you both, Victoria and Gloria, for being here. They will be back soon. Don't worry, honeys. And what do I say at the end of every episode, Nashville? I say, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream that neck and keep that fringe fresh. You both cream your neck, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I found out today, you retinol, too. (laughs) We retinol the necks. (laughs) 